here we go. We are back again today in the studio rocking with you guys. This is the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast. Happy to be with you guys. Uh, another great start to the season. Can't wait to, to discuss really what we were able to see with the opening games, the, the week one slate of games. Obviously, we made predictions. We're going to see how we're you know kind of checking in on how we're doing there. Uh, some wild results, not only in the Big Ten, but across all of college football. And I'm excited to, to discuss these things. Uh, I think there were a couple of surprises. I think there were a couple of things that, that we kind of foresaw coming uh, down the pipeline and stuff like that. So, We'll kind of get into it. Uh, I want to first uh, apologize before I kind of give us the outline. I completely omitted Maryland last week, uh, the Maryland Townsend game. I do apologize, Maryland fans. Uh, I hope that uh, you know we're still on good terms. I don't. I don't want to cause any issues. No, I kid. Uh, I, I completely told uh, forgot to to make a prediction on that, and uh, we'll definitely give Maryland some love. Uh, you know, in the upcoming ex- episodes uh, due to that. So, uh, really, we had eleven games uh, played across. What was it? Three, four days, right? Had. Uh, one on Thursday, uh, one on Friday, uh, the majority of the slate on Saturday, and then one on Sunday, which was when this podcast is being recorded. Uh, most of you will be listening to this if you are you know, a hardcore listener on the Monday morning, uh, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then uh, we'll be releasing our week two predictions a little bit later in the week. So excited for that. I hope you guys are having a great Labor Day. Uh, if you're listening after the fact, I hope you had a great Labor Day. But uh, we're going to jump into it. So we'll kind of, like I said, what I like to do is recap what happened, uh, and then kind of set up what our predictions are or our, uh, first impressions is what I like to call it for the, the upcoming slate, uh, the week two slate of games. So I guess the, the first game that really stands out to me that I want to talk about is, uh, Fresno State Purdue. Now, a lot of, uh, you know, pundits and, and stuff like that, people who, who talk for a living and, and, and discuss these things, they might overlook this as kind of an aberration. Uh, you know, why would we be discussing Purdue? Purdue, yeah, they made the the uh, Big Ten Championship last year, but not a lot of expectations. And really, Purdue, for the majority of the game, I, I, I was able to watch this full game, Um to be honest, I was I was really sad uh, watching this. Uh, I thought they started off great. I thought you know at halftime with it being uh, you know twenty one to seventeen, I'm like they've got this. They were really able to hold them off in the third quarter, and then what got ugly was was the fourth quarter, and they just couldn't put it together. But really, the main thing with uh, with Purdue that that causes some alarm, I guess, is I didn't see an identity uh, from them. Now, they were able to put up 35 points. One of them was on a, a return. And and I, I don't want to... Uh Number one on this podcast, we never call for anybody's jobs, or we don't. I don't love discussing it, but uh, really, I, I don't. I didn't see what what Ryan Walters uh, Walters really had in store for this team. I thought at times they showed flashes of of you know a team that that could compete, and then at times I felt like they made boneheaded mistakes, which really was 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 kind of an odd. You know, just really odd. And, and you look at, uh, you know, third down efficiency, only three of 12. They had to go for it, uh, you know, four times on fourth down. That's not good. They were out, they were outgained in total yards, both passing, uh, and then, uh, also rushing yards. Really, 
outside of you know penalties, they really didn't play better than Fresno State. And Fresno State is a good, I mean, they're a good Mountain West team. I think they're going to have a decent season. I did say I wouldn't be surprised if they do get, uh, you know, kind of upset here. But uh, I, I need to see an identity. I need to see like, hey, these guys do X, Y, and Z. And I just didn't see that from Purdue. And they're, they weren't the only one. We're, we're going to discuss it. But uh, really, I don't know if it was the Purdue felt like Fresno State didn't deserve to be there or, or really what the overall you know gist of the game was I, I don't know I was on the sideline I wasn't in La- West Lafayette yesterday but watching it I was just kind of uh left with I guess more, more to be desired I wanted Purdue to to come out I wanted to be able to say like hey they're going to be gunslingers they're going to be a ground and pound and I like I said, I, I left with more questions and answers. Now, I think next week they have a very even opponent um, with Virginia Tech. I even believe the line is out here on a Sunday night. It's it's it, Right now, the opening line is a pick em. So even Vegas really doesn't know, uh, or the odds makers don't really know what to do with that game uh, because it is so even. I, I, I really do. Uh, where it's in Blacksburg, I would tend to give Virginia Tech the edge. I guess kind of more of a first impression, but Purdue, I was, I was just kind of left stumped and uh, we're going to definitely monitor this again. Uh, this is a big 10 football focus podcast, right? We're, we're covering everybody. Of course, a lot of attention later on in the year will be the Michigans, the Ohio States, the Penn States, the Wisconsin's uh, beginning of the year. You can kind of, uh, you know, see, we want to see middle of the pack, end of the pack, so that we can, well, there's not going to get as much love later in the year when we're talking about national championship, Rose Bowl, and, and stuff like that. And Purdue definitely isn't going to be going there, so definitely something to keep an eye on. One thing that I felt um, that was was odd uh, as well that I, I don't know, and maybe I need to go back and, and do a little bit more um, digging, but out of the 11 games, uh, they were only 3-8 and eight against the spread. Uh, very few people covered uh, this last weekend, which made our predictions just go down the, the toilet drain. Uh, but really, the only people that covered were Rutgers uh, and Michigan State did, and then Penn State did cover. Now, we we were wrong on, on, on a few of them, actually the majority of them. Uh, I felt like the big teams, Michigan, uh, Ohio State, uh, Wisconsin, I felt like, again, they could have scored more. I thought that they had opportunities to score more, but uh, they just, you know, in the end, they weren't able to capitalize. It's it's tough. Uh, beginning of the year, even last year, we, we struck out really tough. When, when you have a line at 36 uh, or 30 or 24, it's hard to make those predictions because uh, really we knew that these teams were going to win. Our overall predictions were uh, we were eight and one with just straight up picks uh, or nine and one, nine and one, sorry, nine and one and just straight up picks. So uh, we like just to to take the the, the money line. If you were just to take that and and like a pick them, um, because we would have had Maryland um, on, on that one, right? So, really, when you when you look at it, it's a really odd. It's it's a it's kind of an odd uh, situation, but we'll see what happens uh, going forward. I'm excited for this next uh, for this next week. But I felt that was odd. I only covered three of eight. Uh, a lot of, of teams kind of stuck it to the Big Ten. Uh, they didn't get the big results that that we're used to or we're accustomed to seeing. In the Big Ten, uh, the next team that I wanted to touch on was the Illinois game. I did say, "Hey, this is a major trap game." Not only were they playing a MAC opponent that I think I even said it in uh, the last podcast was 
I thought that Toledo could be vying for a New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, they they really are, are coached well. Um, I personally think that Matt Campbell, their their head coach, should be looked at by Power Five conferences. Uh, really. I, I just think he's he's great. I, I I really like the the Toledo Rockets. I like what which was what was built there. Uh, now, as I as I watched the game, Purdue got lucky. Uh, their defense at times showed flashes of what they were what they were last year. Uh, at times, they just they were at, at, at kind of a a loss on some of those things. They were able to come back, and I do apologize. Matt Campbell was for Iowa State. Jason Candle uh, is the one that I was talking about for Toledo. Just wanted to correct myself there. Uh, but at times, I felt like Illinois, uh, again, similar to Purdue, this kind of felt like, hey, these guys should roll over. They didn't. What are we going to do? Uh, that kind of stuff. So really, in the end, um, not surprised that that it was a closer game. Uh, I thought that Illinois, you know, driving last second of the uh, last seconds of the game could have scored. They elected to be safe with it. Uh, kind of an interesting, interesting game. I loved it nonetheless. But uh, definitely, Illinois is going to have to play a lot better if they're going to try to, uh, you know, vie for for a spot on that side of the conference. Especially being second, even on that side of the conference, uh, is not an easy feat. Uh, now, Wisconsin didn't look like world beaters, but definitely. Uh, an interesting game, nonetheless, to, to watch that. And then the final one I wanted to touch on, uh, Michigan State at halftime. I mean, I was as I was watching this game, I was like, there's no way. I mean, it is 7-10. to 10. Uh, They put it together late in the fourth quarter. They were able to, to hold Michigan or Central Michigan to just seven points. They were able to continue to score. Really, uh, Sparty did not have a good first half. Second half played significantly better. They're going to get a break next week uh, playing FCS school, but definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, not a lot of... Uh, not a lot of... I, I don't know. I don't know what the right words are. There's there's not a ton to take away. Really, when when you're playing these, these lesser opponents, Mountain West, MAC, uh, Conference USA... Um, FCS teams, you can only take away, honestly, negatives. Uh, you know, I haven't touched much on on Michigan because I don't really know what to take away from American Athletic Conference team in Central Michigan or East Carolina, or I don't know what to take away from a MAC team in Central Michigan. I don't know what to take away with a, uh, you know, a, a West Virginia. Now I know they're in the big the Big uh, Twelve and they're good, but. But West Virginia and Penn State are on the same level. There's a reason why we schedule that that these teams schedule who they schedule, uh, just because they're, they're they're paying them to come play. Maybe not the Penn State West Virginia game, but for sure the the MAC, the the American Athletic, they're paying you know maybe a million million and a half to come play. I don't know what the exact buyouts were or, or payouts were for for these games, but most of the time they're they're getting at least a million dollars to go and play. And so really the only thing some people might say they're they're paying for a win, right? You're playing an FCS team. Maryland plays Towson. Now it's a it's a close quote unquote rivalry game. Because uh, they're so close in proximity, but but really, what you're doing, what you're doing is is paying for um, a win, basically. And because there's no preseason, it's going to give you a couple games to warm up. As you notice, the first couple weeks in in the Big Ten, uh, really not until week three, week four is really when we're going to start cooking as far as as really good games. So uh, yeah, I think Michigan looked great. I thought that Iowa did was was adequate to, to win the game. I thought Wisconsin at times showed flashes of, of greatness, and a couple times they had a couple just boneheaded mistakes uh, that led to Buffalo scoring points. I mean, you can you can nitpick every single little itty bitty thing, but 
really, there's not a ton that I can take away from. Uh, the one game, well, there were a couple games that, that I found out were interesting. Uh, we didn't discuss a ton of it on the on the the last podcast just because uh we were releasing it later than the you know the day of that game it was the minnesota nebraska game uh minnesota was just ultimately lucky nebraska's got to figure out how to win in these close games it seems like it's a spillover i don't know if rule is going to be able to to fix that that's definitely something to keep up an eye on i mean they threw up a, a statistic that was crazy how many games they had lost in one score games they've got to capitalize on that minnesota just got lucky sometimes it's just better to be, you know, lucky than it is to be good. And then Rutgers Northwestern, I thought Rutgers played, you know, outplayed Northwestern in every facet of the game. I thought they should have scored more. Uh, but really, uh, Rutgers just looked on, on another level. Northwestern, you know, needs to find an identity. I know that they've went through uh, a lot over the offseason, losing Coach Fitzgerald or, you know, dismissing him, right? That's that's tough, Uh you know, it's a tough situation, and I don't really want to get into that situation as a whole, but it's going to be a tough season for them. And really, the the, the coaching staff just has to rally around uh, these players, and these players have got to figure out what they want to be going forward, what kind of a team they want to be going forward. And uh, Rutgers just took it to them. Um, I, I, there's nothing more than that. They've got to figure out quarterback play. They've got to figure out a way to get off the field. Their defense didn't look like they knew what, what, where they were supposed to be at times. I thought Rutgers uh, played well too i mean give give the scarlet knights credit uh opening uh big 10 game they they got the dub so definitely stuff to, to keep uh, an eye on now as as far as our predictions went again uh kind of a, a crazy week uh didn't do great on the on the spread or on the on the spread we we gave out all of our predictions uh like i said it's tough the the first week we were right uh uh, I, I think we were 100%. Uh, well, the only game we missed was the Fresno State-Purdue game. We thought that they would win. Other than that, we were able to protect every single game as far as winner and loser is is um, is concerned, and we will be getting back to those picks and uh, what, what to expect next week. Very excited for that. Now, kind of as a sneak preview or, uh, you know, what, what we're looking forward to next week, uh, well, into the next podcast and into the next week, we have a couple of great games. Uh, Kansas, Illinois, we do get on a, a Friday night. I'm excited to watch that game. Uh, I think Kansas and Illinois are in very similar boats, both of them kind of having a resurgence. I feel like Illinois is a season ahead of where Kansas is at. I think Kansas is going to have a very similar season to what Illinois had last year. Uh, Illinois now has kind of reached uh, the top, making it to a bowl game. Uh, Bielema has them where they want. Now they're going to try to continue to build uh like i said if illinois beats wisconsin they could easily be that side of the conference representative in the in the big 10 title game uh you know proving that they can play with wisconsin with iowa with minnesota and that is a fascinating game opening line at minus three in favor of kansas i feel like that's more of a home field advantage uh you know kind of pick where it's in lawrence but really excited to watch that game i think it's very very interesting uh that is friday night at uh, 6 30 central 7 30 eastern and then for the saturday games uh the purdue virginia tech definitely i know we've kind of already touched on that first impressions uh i would say i'm, I'm leaning more towards the the tech 
pick, the Virginia Tech pick, just because uh, it is on the road. We're going to see a little bit more of this Purdue team, what the overall vibe is. Uh, are they going to be able to, to put some drives together? Uh, Virginia Tech played well against Old Dominion. It wasn't like they, they smoked them or, or, you know, like I said, we're world beaters. Uh, I think both of these teams are, again, in a very similar position. Virginia Tech hoping to get back to uh, prominence in the ACC. Purdue hoping to kind of maintain, uh, but really similar programs uh, where they're at in, in their perspective conferences. A lot of people are going to be talking about the rivalry game between Colorado and Nebraska. Uh, it will be played in Boulder, which is going to be fascinating. Uh, obviously, uh, I, I think I can speak for most Americans. A lot of us were tuned into the TCU Colorado game. I was watching that. Thankfully, YouTube TV has the split screen. This is not sponsored by them, but it is amazing that you can watch multiple games at a time. Uh, but really, Colorado-Nebraska, a great game. Uh, it is on Fox. It's the, the big noon kickoff game. So it's a rivalry game. We know these teams hated rivalry. Uh, Colorado has, has played well in the past against Nebraska. Dion, obviously, you know, his son, uh, Shadur, uh, Absolute stud, Travis Hunter playing both offense, defense. Uh, Nebraska really has nothing to lose in this game, and I think they're going to play like it. And that is a dangerous, dangerous place to be in is when you have nothing to lose and you're going to prove like, hey, we're, we're here, we're legit. I'm excited to watch that game, uh, honestly. I think Nebraska has a lot of upside. Now, minus three points in favor of Colorado is an interesting bet. Uh, we'll get into that more on the Thursday podcast. Uh, the other one, obviously, great rivalry. We've got Iowa taking on Iowa State. Uh, always a, a fun, low-scoring affair. The The line, the opening line is at 36.5 points, which is so low. Uh, I love it. I love it, though. It's, it's so much fun watching those two teams uh, slug it out. Uh, more, not more of a, a, a well-known game, or I don't know how many people across the nation will be tuning into, but really want to watch the UTEP Northwestern game. UTEP's offense is good, uh, which obviously the, uh, the Northwestern defense is the strength of their team. Really interested to see UTEP kind of struggled with, with incarnate word this last Saturday and did not play well against Jacksonville state. Uh, I think this could be a, a really, uh, kind of a confidence builder for Northwestern. Uh, let's recalibrate after a loss against Rutgers after a, a tumultuous offseason. Let's now jump forward into this season. Let's get off, um, uh, have a second chance to, to start off big. Uh, afterwards, they've got Duke and Minnesota, so really nothing to lose. Again, uh, they're, they're, they're at home playing as UTEP. I think uh, Northwestern will, will look a lot better in this game. And the final game I want to ta- touch on on first impressions is Washington State taking on Wisconsin. Washington State, now again, I know it was, was against Colorado State. Washington State is in a unique situation where them and Oregon State have been left out in the cold. We know that Cal, uh, Stanford, and SMU have all received invites to go to the ACC. Everyone's kind of thinking, uh, you know, what are we going to do with Washington State? What are we doing with Oregon State? They're kind of the little brothers to their perspective. Big brothers, obviously, Oregon, Washington joining the Big 12, uh, you know, later. Really excited for that, but what do you do with them? A lot of people are like, you know, woe is me. Washington State and Oregon State both had victories, and Washington State's offense looked amazing, putting up 50 points, uh, 50 to 24 over Colorado State. Uh, I think kind of making a statement like, hey, if we're going in the Mountain West, then we're going to show you, you know, just how tough we are. Now, last year, Washington State beat Wisconsin. Uh, we know that was kind of the beginning of the end for, for Paul Crist. Uh, I love Wisconsin. 
Wisconsin this year. They've been a big, uh, I, I mean, I predicted them to be in that side of the conference. You know, that them playing against Michigan, that was our big, bold prediction. Uh, last year, you know, Washington State went to Madison and beat them 17-14. to 14. Their offense obviously played a lot better. Uh, Washington State did than, than last year. We'll see. Uh, could be kind of a trap game for, for Wisconsin. Uh, which even last year, uh, you're looking at it, you know, taking on Buffalo. It was a you know, first real game of the fickle area era. Uh, looked good. Tanner Mordecai looked good, but nothing really to write home about. It's a Mac opponent. This will be a good first test. Nothing to look forward to, though. You've got Georgia Southern. Uh, you've got Purdue on the horizon. So really, this is the game uh, that you've really got to show out and show up for. Very excited for that Wisconsin-Washington uh, State game. And again, we'll be, uh, you know, providing... Uh, more in-depth analysis on each and every game uh, just later in this week. I believe it's going to be released on Thursday as we kind of get back into the grind, uh, you know, posting, you know, a, a couple uh podcast episodes a week we like to keep the the recap short obviously you guys watched it give us our thoughts on it uh and then we know that you know the average american drive into work 20 25 minutes we're hoping that you guys are listening to us uh on your way in but wherever you're listening thank you for for supporting be sure to to like uh comment subscribe be sure to to, to provide us with the insight or or what you want us what you want this podcast to be as i said we are i am just the uh you know the a voice. I just like to talk. If you guys want to hear more thoughts on, on certain things, more than happy to get into it. Last last year we did a mail get bad, which was a lot of fun. Really excited to see what happens uh, with this podcast. Thank you guys for all of the support. Until uh, we talk to you guys next time on Thursday, I hope you guys have a wonderful week.